Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way to motherfucking episode 210. Michael, Michael, you're back. You're back now. I've been away. You've been away. <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been away to the Americas <laughs> to, find, to find your fortune in the new world. Uh, no, last Spread week's episode. Disease. What'd you say? <laughs> I said spread disease, but then it wasn't funny. Oh my god. Yeah, last episode was a lot of fun. Episode 209, uh, uh, Baird and I were talking to watch service and expectations, but this week, Michael, or not next, last week, two, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter, but this week, Michael is back, and we are talking something so goddamn contentious, nefarious, and toxic. We can be mad. We can be mad this episode. I think we can be just, it just brings me nothing but fucking ire. I don't understand. We're talking watch photography. We're talking. <laughs> We're t- everyone just closed their fucking like podcast like oh my god fucking nerds we're talking watch photography um talking about gear instagram accounts that we think really do it well um there have been some recently very recently that i've been like incredibly inspired by um, yeah uh watch photography tips just some things that we've learned because even though michael and i aren't really like watch photography experts just in this the four years we've been doing you know the website twobokewatchnobs.com and everything else there have just been some like little things that we've learned which have helped us just take better watch photos and so we'll be talking a lot about that and then the entire episode is going to be laced very very delicately with just some fucking instagram hate michael are you pumped <laughs> you I'm always ready to complain. To complain about, about Instagram. fucking Instagram. Oh my god! It, mm. Or just social media in general. <laughs> god, it's just mm, man. There was I, I, I got excited. Um, there was a major, uh, Instagram outage for a little bit on Friday. Did you catch that? No. It was Instagram, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook, uh, just shit the bed on Friday for. For a bit and then and then world peace was achieved i'm assuming as soon as those three things just went away i mean i felt like a better person um for <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> for 10 minutes i felt like a better person but this is going to be a lot of fun so that's going to be the episode we also have um i think a very cool uh wrist check in store but yeah episode 210 i don't know what the fuck to call this watch photography talk we i think we've done one or two um watch photography episodes but it, yeah, it this, has this will be technically part three i think part yeah. three okay it has has been a while so i am i'm just writing down part three otherwise past cast gonna fucking forget i am super pumped to do this but michael in the interest of tradition tradition would you like to do an audio wrist check with me yeah and this is gonna be fun because we're both we're wearing both new watches happy. aren't we yeah, we're both very happy with what we're wearing. Okay, I bet. I'm assuming you're happy with what you're wearing. We'll talk about my watch, but I want to go to you. I want I want you to go first because I want to talk about you because this is a watch that that's been very controversial as it's been brought up on the show. Or I guess not the watch, but the brand. Because I'm I'm assuming what you're wearing. I shouldn't making I shouldn't I shouldn't be making an assumption, Michael. Yeah, the, what are you? What this are, is a big what one. Are you what are you wearing? It, okay, so I'm wearing. Um, the 2021 watch. Um, <laughs> I talked about it when when I went for it. People were like, "Oh, that's that's kind of early in in the year." <laughs> um, but this is the Halios Fairwind uh, blue dial with the steel dive bezel. Nice. Um, so Halios is a brand that is no stranger to TBWS. 
Um, we've talked about Jason at length. We've met him at a couple of shows. Super nice. Um, I think we went out to dinner in one case. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and um, we talked about some some watch controversy around the Fairwind. Uh, not the Fairwind, sorry, the Seaforth and how it, it kind of... Um, Maybe the hype. The didn't phrase match we used was overhyped. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe, and kind of hilariously, I think people close to the brand would agree. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a fine watch. This one, on the other hand, um, as probably the first question that comes to mind for a lot of folks is, how does this compare to the Seaforth? Because how do you even follow up the Seaforth? That that's a watch that so many younger brands and boutique brands kind of starting out. They set that as a benchmark. We, I mean, we've spoken to new and pretty established brands after all the Seaport stuff happened with Halios, and they literally said, "Yeah, we're trying to recreate like the Seaport success. Like what yeah. happened with the Seaport? Like we want this. We want this. Uh, uh, you know, um, X Y Z minimalist divers watch to be the next Seaport. Like what? What's yeah. the formula? Like that? Like it, like the phrase you use the phrase benchmark, and that's." fucking accurate that's what people were really doing when that fucking seaforth came out you know yeah but um i've held a seaforth and it's a it's it's a fine watch but what jason did with the with the fairwind is um probably like nothing i've ever seen in in this kind of realm of watchmakers and you know rightfully so you consider him to be like one of the godfathers of the micro brand thing, yeah. Along with people like Steve and oh, yeah. and Michael, um, but so the Fairwind is first of all not for everyone. I think we talked about it in the Slack, um, where I think you and a couple of folks were saying, "Oh, it's just not, it's just not my thing." Um, it just doesn't click that, with me. Yeah, and that that makes sense because first of all, it's a thirty nine millimeter skin diver so even within the circle of dive watches you get into different styles like compressors super compressor cases skin divers a skin diver is a very specific look this is a skin so, diver i didn't even realize that yeah if if you take a look at the the lug structure and the case um you know those lugs they're not insanely long to where it looks goofy but mm. they stick out they stick out nice and proud kind of like what you would get if you take the watch off the bracelet it'll become very clear um so yeah this this is a 39 millimeter skin diver lug to love it's 48 millimeters lug width is 20 millimeters um bi-directional um rotating dive bezel you can get it with sapphire dive bezel or you can get it with sapphire um 12 hour which mm. I almost did, but I wanted something. I wanted another watch with a steel steel bezel. This watch has a couple things working for it. <clears throat> the Solita SW two hundred nice. inside. People like to uh, hammer that movement. I don't know why, but this movement came directly from Solita, from the factory, modified for Helios. Um, <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, talk about talk about some brand power. I think people um, shit on Salita because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm usually wrong. People feel like, oh, if they got a Salita, it's because they couldn't afford an Etta. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. 
I've never heard that, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's just that was the perception I've got because people do shit on people do shit on those movements for some reason. Yeah, which I don't get. Well, this this one had the um, how they modified what they do to it. The, they had the date had the date function removed, so it's it's uh, just a yeah. stop and go on the crown, just one one position. There's no shadow date. It's not it's not like you just covered it with the dial and you can just yeah. That's pretty cool actually. So that's that's pretty awesome. And then um, <laughs> apparently I've I've heard a couple reviewers talk about this. It's been a long time since I've looked at the standards, but on paper, the watch apparently meets all of the criteria to be stamped with Swiss made on the dial. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't do it. <laughs> Which I kind of like. I really, really like that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so like he, so he could have, if he wanted to, put Swiss made because it needs to be like fifty-one or some shit percent made in Switzerland. Yeah, but he chose. So he had the choice, but he chose yeah. not to. Yeah. So at six o'clock, you have automatic split between the marker. Oh yeah. Kind of would, kind of would have been cool if it said something like Vancouver or, or whatever. That'd that that would badass. be kind of rad. Yeah. But um. Yeah, there's there's something about this watch that embodies this kind of uh, PNW spirit. Um, I can totally see that. Actually, I, I'm looking at a photo that you took. Of course, it, it's it's a it's a fine watch. And then finally, the bracelet. Um, so I think the original run came out without the bracelet because he was really spending a lot of time tweaking it. Uh, I think if you read our review on the website from Aggressive Timing Habits, mm. uh, he talks about how. He's waiting for his bracelet and holy jeebus. <laughs> this bracelet um, is kind of out of control. I posted a video on the Slack. I don't know if you saw it, but I was just I was just sitting on my couch watching TV on a Sunday night and I took the watch off and I was just kind of playing with the bracelet in the light. Yeah. And I had I had these just like these beams of light hitting my face. Just it was insane and i took a video and i put it on the slack channel and folks you know couldn't believe it it almost has not talking about quality but in terms of just the visual playfulness that you get out of this bracelet it's almost like what you get out of something hyper technical like a mm. like a royal oak bracelet oh wow um but uh and then the clasp is bananas you have the halios logo the little circle there if you push down on that that's what actuates the quick adjust <laughs> that's pretty cool adjust. actually so i actually sized the watch to be um pretty tight but what i do is i open up the micro adjust all the way oh okay. uh, and then things will get cold here or whatever and then i'll have to tighten it up even more um yeah i i can't this is basically what this watch did, at least to me, it kind of destroyed everything personally as a collector within like the thousand to say like $1,700 range if you're looking for a dive watch. Wow. Like this, this makes a lot of Oris's look like clown watches <laughs> <laughs> because this thing is 775 why did I think this watch was way more expensive than that? I thought it was more expensive. I thought it was like I thought it was a twelve hundred dollar watch. I'm not gonna lie. No, no. That's that. The price along with the bracelet just 
kind of blow my mind. Well, the um, one thing I will say with any Halios design, and I'm familiar with most of them, the Delphin's still my favorite. Um, yeah. Is there's like that one. such an incredible attention to detail that you don't really get in other brands. Not like, I mean, there's different levels of attention to detail that are across like all the other brands, but um, Jason and what he's doing, doing over at Halios will literally put that over anything else deadlines yeah. business needs um you know uh anything it's like the level it's of attention of to one. detail it's what it's a team of one yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah it's not like jason and the guys you know what i mean <laughs> it's just it's just jason doing things you know yeah so and so I, that attention to detail as i think what translates to the bracelet being as cool as it is you know going above and beyond yeah. with the clasp what I'll say I love and I'm weird about is the best. I love how honestly, how like almost sterile the bezel is. It's just yeah, got the and dots I got, and the numbers. Yeah, and I got I got the steel bezel because I specifically wanted it to be less fancy. Um, it's, I mean, it definitely achieves that. The one thing I don't like is the triangle at 12. I don't know why I don't like triangle that. at twelve on the bezel. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very kind of different design choice. That triangle, by the way, is white hot all day in any room that I walk <laughs> into. It's just very, it's very bright even when I'm not looking at loom. Um, so I I kind of I like the triangle. That's nice. I like the triangle. A, is it it's a, a different kind of triangle? Is it a different loom than the markers? Because in the photo you posted today, it looks like the triangle is white, but your markers are almost like not faux tinted, but like yellow. They're greenish. Greenish. They're greenish. Okay. Possibly. It's been I actually posted a photo with the loom. Let me look at our, our website. Um let's see. <clears throat> or actually let me just go back to the Instagram. I took a very nice loom photo that nobody liked. Um, or Instagram didn't show people, but we'll get, that's okay. We'll get, we'll get to Instagram. There's a lot of, lot of we can talk about fucking Instagram. broke watch snobs. Look at those guys. These fucking watch nerds. Uh, it looks like it looks like it's actually all the same color, at least in this loom shot. Maybe there's some differentiating happening because the markers are behind uh, crystal and the triangles yeah. just you know out and proud. That's pretty cool. But I love it. I and on the bracelet again, I didn't even think I um I didn't even think I would wear the watch on on a bracelet. I I I was really? like, "Oh, this this will just be another kind of rugged watch that you keep on a on a NATO or something." But this is I mean this is almost like how I feel about the Doxa where I won't take it off that bracelet because it feels like such a complete package. Well, wow. it's very much the same kind of feeling with with this watch. Um, I love this yeah. dial collar. This is almost like um, it's like a like a, it's almost like a nautical blue, but not like. I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it. You know what I'm trying to say? It reminds me of the older type finish of Fender Lake Placid blue, uh, oh, which almost yeah. looks green in some <clears throat> lights. Yeah, yeah, very very rad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fuck. Yeah, I can see that. Man, that's cool. Cool piece. 
And I'm happy. So this this is it. This was this was the 2021 watch. Yeah, so much that <laughs> I passed on another watch that we'll be talking about too. But but so you have something pretty amazing you want to talk about as well. Well, you passed on another watch. I guess I guess we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, we should probably get to my wrist check. This is going to be a lot of fun for the first time in two book watch knobs history. We are having. A Grand Seiko wrist check. Uh, so, very proud to share this new watch alert with folks. I am wearing my newly acquired through Seiya Japan um, Grand Seiko SBGV233. It's a JDM model. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's teal. It's just. <laughs> I can't not buy a teal dial watch. So, I'll. Give a bit of story. It's a it's a nine F eight two quartz movement. It's titanium, which was the the thing I was worried about the most. Um, yeah, because I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get it, and then I'm just gonna hate it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, X Y Z. So we'll talk about that. But briefly, I'm so in love with this watch. It's so it's so unfair. It's so unfair how much I love this watch to the rest of everything else in my life. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, Michael, it's just, it's the perfect color. It's the perfect size. It's 40 millimeters. I love the titanium. I love the way it's finished. I love the high accuracy quartz movement, this 9F82 that's in here. Mm-hmm. I think the latest iteration is the 9F85, which is basically the same as this, except um, it's an independent hour hand in that one. This doesn't have that, but like, I don't, I don't where, where the fuck am I flying to? You know what I mean? Like, I don't need... An independent hour hand. My Timex right. MK1 has an independent hour hand. If I really need it, I will use my forty dollars Timex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but um, overall, I love this watch. I was in a position to get this recently just because, like, also I've been saving for a while, and um, it's just something I've wanted to do. And for a long time, I was actually, I've been trying to figure out what high accuracy quartz movement to get. I spoke a little bit last time, I think you and I talked, or maybe we were just sh- shooting the shit offline, but um, I was looking at a Citizen um, Chronomaster, actually, for a long time. The Citizen. The Citizen Chronomaster. The one with the paper yeah. dial, and it's got that really, really beautiful um, high-accuracy quartz movement in it. Um, and I was really close to pulling the trigger on that. And then... Through a really weird error, I don't know how this fucking happened. It's really confusing to me to this day. So I was considering that the Citizen Chrono Master, um, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a washi paper dial. It's actually a really gorgeous watch. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that is a crown has a really weird crown guard, and that was always kind of like a like a hang up I had. It was between that and um, the another Grand Seiko model. Which one was it? It's uh, it was one of the quartz champagne dial models. I can't remember which one it was now. Also, also a nine F, I think. No. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was also a nine F. <clears throat> I, I wasn't. I, I wanted a quartz movement. I wanted a high accuracy quartz movement. So that's what this very large purchase was focused on. I was on the Say Japan website. And I was clicking around, and I don't really know what happened. It was like, it's like super late at night here. I'm on the east coast of the United States, and I was going through the Grand Seiko page, and I was just f- like flipping through, and I don't know if I 
stepped into the twilight zone or if I caught his sight in the middle of a render when it was doing updates or something. But I saw in the product grid, like the grid page of like for Grand Seiko, a listing for Grand Seiko with this gorgeous teal dial that I've never seen in my life. Oh, so you just didn't even know about it. I didn't even know it fucking existed. And then I didn't click on anything. The page reloaded and then the listing was gone. (laughs) 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 And so obviously I can't let that go. Hold the fuck on. Is there a Quartz Grand Seiko with a Kaz Teal dial that I can get? And so I, I entered this fucking rabbit hole of just searching and looking around and I was checking the Grand Seiko website but couldn't find anything because I was getting the Grand Seiko USA website. I then went um, did a lot of sleuthing, ended up on the Grand Seiko, I think either global or uh, Japan site, and then I saw it. SBGV233. Titanium 9F quartz. 40 millimeters in this beautiful case shape. It's like 10 millimeters thick. Damn. I saw it and I'm like, that's it. It's... it's <laughs> That's it. This is this is we're we're doing we're doing this thing, um, but then I'm like, how, where am I supposed to get this? <laughs> where am I supposed to buy this watch from? <laughs> and in your heart, you knew. I you knew, knew exactly I, who would help you. I, I emailed <laughs> I emailed Sage Japan because Sage Japan actually helped me get my Orient Star JDM um, open heart diver, the skeleton diver. That's not it's not really a skeleton. It's more of an open heart diver, which is also <laughs> a fucking teal. Um, <laughs> I just I just. He must, his file on me must be like anything teal, just save, save for Kaz. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've used him to broker two watches for me that weren't even on his site. And both of both them teal. were fucking teal. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I emailed him like, hey, um, you know, great to chat again. Can you get this watch for me? I thought I saw it in your site, but I can't find it now. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, um, that's not an issue. I can get it to you directly from the fucking Grand Seiko people, blah, blah, blah. He quoted me a price, hands down, some fucking how. He gets the best prices on this shit. all the time. I don't understand it, dude. The price he quoted me was like just, I mean, I don't want to be rude and do specifics, but like several hundred dollars less than anything else I had been quoted. Dude, you can even find, like back in the Basel days, Seiko would release something and then it would be, he would have the skew up on his website before the, before there was a photo for it. It's so crazy. before he gets photos for stuff, he'll put it up there and then the price will be way less than any of the blogs it's that crazy. are talking about that. I, just, I don't understand. I mean, he must... He must sweep floors over there and just do like insider info stealing and then like run this website. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he sweeps floors over there for the healthcare, but really what's making money is the website. Like that's the only yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or Grand Seiko has an excellent relationship with a lot of their preferred vendors, which is probably more, um, <laughs> you know, more what's more happening here. But he got it for me. The big issue is that. Um, Japanese post right now is down in that they won't send shit to the United States. 
So I had to get it through DHL and I got slammed with import taxes, which I've never had to pay previously when I got stuff through um, Japanese EMS post. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the watch got here, um, had to pay import taxes, which definitely sucked. Um, but Seiya was really communicative. He's like, hey, just so you know, post is down. It's going through DHL. Like blogs and stuff say, sometimes they'll charge you, sometimes they won't. I'm telling you, they're going to charge you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Thanks for letting yeah. me. And then he's, he has a great blog which shows you a range of estimates of what the actual tax could be based on where you're located in the United States. Um, it was so helpful. So if you're ordering from, say, Japan, please be aware of that, given the price of your watch. Because I think it's for anything over like 900 bucks. It's subjected to import. It's like, or it's something like that. Yeah, I think it might be even like five hundred. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love this watch, man. This watch, Michael. It's. I'm it's glad. Perfect. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad you got that, and you didn't get the Railmaster. Are you right? St- are you still thinking about that one? No. It's no, just. Right? It's just no. It's just. I don't know why. There's yeah. something. I like that watch, but there's just something about it where it's like every time I kind of circle and end up back in front of the um, that Railmaster, the fucking blue jeans one specifically. I'm not calling it that, but just so people understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Something about it holds me back, and I don't really know what it is. I don't have... The reaction I had to seeing this Grand Sago is what tells me I did the right thing. I yeah. never had that reaction with the Railmaster. It was more like, ooh, man, that's really cool. Um, let me kind of like look up some photos or trying to find some video. Rev- no. I saw this grand second. I'm like, that's it. I want that on my wrist. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> right fucking now. <laughs> that's wild, dude. That That's a... I'm glad you like it. I yeah. love it. I love it so much. The unboxing process was great. I even have the fucking handwritten card with them doing all my serial number and like I guess the time testing shit on there and like Oh, you get that with a Grand Seiko? It's in the thing, dude. It's I can't read any of it. It's all That's Japanese. Cool. Um I well I I've <laughs> I've heard some weird stuff about Grand Seiko packaging where uh, I get maybe it depends on where they bought it from, but some people are like, yeah, I, I got a I got a Grand Seiko and it came in like a, a Seiko box, like the one that you get from Amazon. Oh, weird. No, dude, this thing was in a Grand Seiko box. My watch was shrink-wrapped. Oh, yeah, you got... I got a factory fresh, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, hold on. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me, get, let me get the box. I'll be right back. Let me get the box. There's a, there, there's, there's a date on the box. Let me grab that. I'll be right back. We're, we're going to hear the box. You're going to hear me struggle with this box because it's fucking tight. It's tight like a tiger. I'll be right back. <laughs> let's oh, let's do this thing. All right, I'm back. You there? Yeah. All right, let's fucking open. It's a proper Grand Seiko box. It's fucking gorgeous. It's wrapped in this beautiful paper. Um, I, I actually, do you know the photo I took on Instagram where the watch is kind of hovering above weird, like a weird veiny white material? Yeah. That's the paper that my Grand Seiko box is wrapped in. Okay. It's gorgeous. 
and like Good I use have material. I have to use the paper to op- to like lift the box out of this like suction thing that's occurring here. Right, so let me. <laughs> uh, I got the manual here. Ah, uh, let's see. All right, let's read this paper. Can't read any of it, but the date on here is March fifth, twenty twenty one. SBGV23. It's handwritten. It's in blue fucking pen. Damn. How cool is that, dude? Serial number? Come on. This is the greatest day ever. This is so fucking <laughs> This is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I have wanted a Grand Seiko course for a very long fucking time. Um mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that I was able to kind of get things in motion and I was able to find a model that wasn't just like a Great Seiko Nine of Quartz, but just a watch I was fucking jazzed about. Like, yeah. like this was the watch. There's no question. Like this 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 was the watch. You know what I mean? So I love the titanium. The titanium is really odd in that the lightness isn't what's interesting to me. It's the fact that it it retains heat like it's cold it's cold when i pick it up but as i wear it for like maybe a minute or two it starts to like take on my like skin temperature and then i literally don't even feel it that's wild it's i i really really weird i wonder if i need to change my mind on titanium because and i'd especially like your opinion after after a good while um but i think titanium is one of those things where you if you pick it up at the boutique, you might be like, oh, but if you wear it day day after day in just regular life, you, you really start to appreciate it probably. You you can't, you're always going to have that reaction when you first pick it up. Like I, yeah. I, I definitely did. I'm like, whoa, this thing is really light. But then when I put it on, the problem is I don't think I would do anything that was titanium and thicker than uh, 11 millimeters or 10 millimeters. Because then it's weird. Because then it's a big watch that's light. This is a little yeah. watch that's light. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I really think I, I like. I really think that's it. I, I think that's what's helped so much. And it's just, I fucking love this watch, dude. This 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 is so nice. Like, I'm glad. <laughs> it's just you've got to see this thing, man. You know. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. The clasp is awesome on here. Sizing this thing was interesting. Please know, and I don't know if this is the case for all Grand Seiko titaniums. <clears throat> this is not a um, screw screw link uh, bracelet. I think you were either unable to thread titanium, or they only do that on like nicer Grand Seiko models. But this is a pin and collar bracelet, which is kind of terrifying because obviously I really don't want to scratch. This titanium, even though I know it's very difficult. I actually bought a new watch tool recently. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. My heart will crumble (laughs) like wet cake. And I'll feel so, so wronged. I'm like, I did it. I I did not have to throw the watch out. I just have to throw the watch out. It's done. (laughs) It's ruined. You can't unchew gum, Michael. All right? It's just done. It's ruined. You know? What was I going to say? I actually got a new watch tool. It's not a fucking hands tool or whatever it's this like little vice thing and it has a pin that i turn and as the pin turns it pushes the the bar out Hmm. 
Let me take a photo. I, I'm doing a really fucking horrible job of describing to you what I'm holding in my hand right now. So I'm literally going to take a photo and send it to you, Michael. This thing made sizing my watch so easy. And is it the, it's not the tweezers, is it? No, no, the no, tweezer no, no, no. One? This is like a little, a little thing. Let me try Actual, to use, like vice. Let me try to use better <clears throat> words than little thing here. You, you, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Fully, you fully utilizing my higher education. <laughs> it's like a it's little okay. thing, and I just stopped talking. Here, let me. I'm sending it. I just slacked it to you right now. You get it? Did you slack it to the main one? Oh, oh no, you didn't. Let me see. Where did Kaz go? Oh, there's Kaz. Oh wow, look at that. It's so nice. It's like a dental tool. It looks a little. It looks a little dental. But the great thing is, I tried that out on the Seamaster as well. Easy. That was the true test. If it was easy for me to take links out of the Seamaster, then this thing was was the tool, and it. Oh yeah. It did it. You know. Oh my god. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing. And historic moment. Grand Seiko wrist check. I've had a great time taking photos of this watch as well. It's very photogenic, so definitely check out the um, Instagram feed and keep your eye out. I'm going to be doing a proper review of not just this watch, but like a Grand Seiko Quartz model, like in general, just to give folks just some interesting insight. I think into a um, into a watch that or to a watch type that I think a lot of people are generally just pretty curious on um, the whole nine F Quartz thing, you know? Yeah. That, that needs a review. That needs a review, and it is going to get one. Let us switch gears, Michael. Excellent <clears> wrist <throat> check. Site updates. Go to bookwatchlabs.com. There's a lot of really fun stuff happening on there right now. We have... Bah, 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 bah. We have three pieces of content on there right now. Two of them are reviews, and one of them I think is going to require a larger discussion. The first one is from TBW's contributor extraordinaire, Baird, has written a review of the Christopher Ward C1 World Glow, which apparently is just the C1 World time, but, you know, with Loom. Um, his review is actually very funny. <laughs> it's really, really good. In addition to that, huge kudos, thank you, and mad props to um, TBWS uh, uh, Patreon member uh, on our Slack, um, Kevin, I'm going to fuck up your name, dude. Kevin Kethcart? 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 Sure. It's part of the show. Part Just of messing up names. I am really bad at <laughs> people's names. But Kevin Kethcart has written a really fucking awesome review of this Casio Oceanus, actually. Specifically the T200. I know the Oceanus line, Casio Oceanus line, is something that I'm really just so interested in. I don't know too much about and the review information that he's actually gotten here is really, really, really cool. He's got a really a lot of cool photos. I love the way he's broken down the review. Like he's got like I think it's five things he loves. Screenshots of the app. Five things he hates. He's got he has cool screenshots of the app, which actually correlate to like the Bluetooth functionality. It's a really, really thorough review and it's really, really good photo. So go and check that out. But there is another piece of content on here, which Michael, I'm glad you're here with me this week. Because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this is about. I, I don't know what the synchron thing. I don't know what all the 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 hullabaloo is about. <laughs> I just don't well, know. We, we won't get into the hullabaloo, but it okay. was it was kind of funny because I uh, I was wrapping up a work day, and I got an email from Synchron like a press release. Yeah. Which when it usually happens, it's for 
um, one of the products like Tropic Straps or Isoprene, things like that. Um, but then I think the title was something along the lines of uh, Ultra Rare 70s Diver Reborn. Um, so of course I opened that. Of course. Um, <laughs> this, this at the moment, this Synchron specifically is being run by uh, Rick Marai or Murray probably saying his name wrong. Why do I know that? Uh, name? Ba- basically the guy that uh, kind of uh, spearheaded the revival of the Doxa sub series in partnership with um, the revived Doxa brand. So basically Doxa subs, as we know them, the contemporary versions are popular in large part because of his initiatives. Um, wow. A lot of the a lot of the reissues, like even the the 50th anniversary sub 300, no T models, uh, those <clears throat> that first run of the reissues, along with the um, black lung and all that kind of stuff, that that was all kind of in his camp. So he's doing a lot of stuff now. Uh, we wrote about Aquastar on the website. That's another one of his brands. Yep. Um, but now he's doing this watch, uh, the the Synchron Military. <clears throat> which is um it's basically an homage to a doxa army which is kind of a funky watch i i posted a photo there from instagram i think his name is james from analog shift okay. uh actually he, do, total doxa nut he has one of these uh last count i saw was five pieces in existence Jeez. so this is um this is kind of right up there with other doxa watches like the uh the white lung or the uh you know we've talked to a a couple of people with these watches and there are there are not many um so it's kind of this this strange this strange case of one holding company producing something that another holding company is laying claim to kind of funny if you if you think about it um i think it's a really cool watch it's way more affordable than what I think Doxa is going to put out because Doxa tried to snap back, clap back on social media, which is a thing to do. Um, (laughs) Saying something along the lines of like, only trust the original. Uh, So this is, this is (laughs) going to get kind of fun. I, I, I'm not, I'm not privy to the, uh, the exclusive kind of dirt going on, but um, you know, I just, I just like that these watches are being revived. I like that this specific individual uh, took a stab at it and so is really Doxa, for pre-order. Doxa's gonna, Doxa's gonna going to reissue this watch then? Yeah, they claim to, and, and it was kind of awkward because they, um, you know, they were kind of fighting back on social, and then they they prepped up for this big release. I think the following week, and then when they did the release, it was something totally different. It was these carbon subs, which I'm not really a fan of. Stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, wouldn't you kind of stagger your releases or say like, hey, let's put this release on hold, you know, let's uh, whatever. But yeah, they're, they're going to come out with their own version. Uh, it's probably going to be way more expensive. But for pre-order, that Synchron was under a thousand. Um, oh, it's going to be way more expensive when it comes to your actual like dock stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you, you get a Tropic strap, I think you get an Isoprene strap, some like really good value. And um you know, the steel one sold out. So you can get it in steel or you can get it in DLC. Um, but the steel one sold out. Yeah. Uh, I think DLC is probably gone. 
But yeah, it's cool, and I'm eager to see what what Doxa comes back with. Interesting. Didn't realize yeah. it was like a rare, like an homage to a rare model. Oh, dude, the Doxa army, I think, is it might be one of the rarest. I mean, wow. there are there are some one of a kind Doxas, definitely. Um, but yeah, the Doxa army is just a totally different. This is like beyond mill sub territory. Are you are <laughs> you is... ready for the Who Board Better episode whenever the whenever Doxa releases theirs? Yeah, we can we can do that. Let's um, do it. <laughs> and like like I said, this this was the watch that you know for a while I had. I actually had it in my cart. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. But then you know I didn't want to come back here with my tail between my legs. Like, oh, well, I I kind of ruined my my resolution. So. <laughs> Discipline mind, discipline mind. Discipline mind, man. So wait, I guess what's the what's the legality here? Who owns the design? Or does no one own it technically? I think it's one of those things where nobody really owns it. It's wow. like the Fender Telecaster. Uh, uh, and then yeah. the dial markings, I think I guess if dial markings are, are different enough. Um you know, because it's the Doxa army, but this is the Synchron military. God damn it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. Whatever. There's grape juice, there's grape drink. All right. <laughs> this is this is basically grape juice versus grape drink. <laughs> one of those mixes better with liquor. <laughs> so one of those definitely does. That's that's pretty interesting. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see what our uh, our friends at Doxa end up actually doing. You know? Yeah. Man, oh man. Oh, Michael, is it time to talk about watch photography? I'm excited. I'm excited um, to get some stuff off our chests. I'm excited to highlight some cool photographers that I've been looking at too. Oh, good. Um, and talk about some gear because I, yeah, I, I really like where I'm going with my photography gear. I don't know about you. Do you, do you want to start with gear first then? We can start with gear because people ask us a lot, you know, what do you what do you use um and i i'm very excited because i believe this remains unchanged from the last time we did this oh my god same. And it is the <laughs> fuji it's the fuji x100f fixed lens i think it's got a fixed 35 on here or something like that um do we have the same lens is that a fuji non 35 I think base. I think basically it's yeah the Fujinon lens. Uh, oh, it's actually a twenty three. Ah, okay. So this um, I, this is basically behaves probably very similarly to your lens. Yeah, it's just fixed to the camera. I love when when I got into, or I guess I got more seriously into photography just for the sake of watches it's very easy to um to go nuts like oh i need this kind of lens and this kind of lens and this all this th there's so much useless crap that you can buy mm. for photography and then you have a lot of these photography influencers on stuff you know ruining things and telling you that you have to buy this this and that and i want it i i, I noticed myself getting pulled into that where I had a ton of stuff in my cart thinking, oh, I need all of this to take yeah. really good photos. But then 
I wanted to I wanted to at the same time try this exercise where what is the one thing that can kind of just take care of everything? And actually the one thing that would force force me from trying to expand upon the platform, which is a fixed lens camera. Mm. Interesting. So, you have no choice. You can't get all these yeah, lenses because yeah. you just got that's interesting actually. And I love it because if I if I go out on a hike or something and I see something and it's far away. Well, I'm just going to take a picture of it, and it's going to be far away. This is the camera that I have on me right now. <laughs> the best really possible cool, camera actually. you can have on you. So I, I don't, I don't know. You know, you were with Fuji way longer, um, and so that's that's part of the reason. You know, Kaz really likes this. I, I want to give give Fuji a try as well. Just a really good camera, man. I, I, like I mean, it. at least at least for me, maybe. So for context, I moved from a, a Nikon D750, which I still have. It's just kind of like sitting there. <laughs> it's just I have that and a 35 and a 50, and you know it works pretty well. That's that's one that I took to Hong Kong. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I I guess I guess maybe the Fuji was more user friendly. I also really like the kind of Fuji X culture that you see, um, just like hashtag. Fuji X or mm. something, uh, you people start to use. I don't think you use them, but the the film simulations are really really cool. So like, people will take some some wild street photography with these film simulations, and they yeah. just sometimes. I I know it's cheating, but at the same time, I'm not a professional photographer, so I don't care. I'm just making content online, right? <laughs> but. Um, but those those things are pretty cool. I like the Halio shot that I just posted in the Slack today. I didn't do much editing. Sometimes I've posted stuff like straight from camera. Nice. And people awesome. are like, "What do you what do you what do you do?" I'm like, oh, I, "I did nothing. This is like straight from from the camera." <laughs> I, I I woke up. I brushed my teeth with a bottle of Jack. I stood in front of the window. I took the photo, and that's what you're looking at right now. <laughs> that's that's most that's most of the photos <laughs> and we can talk about our photo process as well which i, I think is also very different <laughs> oh my god we are on different fucking planet planets that's, well, that's photo I process um i use i use that i use that into lightroom and one 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 thing i want to end on because people are like oh how do you get the the picture from like the camera to the computer and then from the computer to your phone uh, I slack the photo to myself. I use their cloud, not mine. I guess it's our cloud. <laughs> That's my workflow. What do I? I'll 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 start in reverse. How do I get photos from the camp? I know everyone's gonna cringe at us. Like you use Slack. I'll take the card. I'll take my little SD card. Put it in my computer. I'll put it through Lightroom. I'll save it, yeah. and then and then I'll email it to myself, and then just yeah, grab it off that. my phone. Yeah. yeah, I've done that too. I've done that too. I'm, I'm sure there's a better way, but <laughs> sorry. That's just how I do it. I am using the same camera I have always used, and I have fallen more in love with it as I've understood something pretty important. So I'm still shooting on my little Fuji X-T10. Um, I have this Fujinon uh, Prime 35mm lens on here, which I've actually been struggling with. I had been struggling with it for a long time because there were just... It's really interesting, and I don't know if this is uh, an experience that most folks have when they kind of pick up a, a non-phone camera for the first time, but I constantly found myself fighting the camera, like fighting 
to try to get it to do what I want because so Michael unlike you I've I try to exercise an incredible amount of control over my photos like an unhealthy amount of control <laughs> has to be exerted I don't know why on the photos that I take I just I I just don't I just can't do it I can't just take a photo and and call it a photo I have to do something I have to exert myself on the photo in some way. I don't know why. It's clinical. I don't understand. Um, my whites have but to it be ends, white. It ends up looking you know? really good, though. It ends up sometimes, looking really, really good. Though. Sometimes they they come out fine. Sometimes they look like dog shit, and my week is ruined. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like me working on my photo editing process through Lightroom is like that scene from Red Dragon when he's showing him the slides. Do you see? Do you see how white these whites are? Do you see the shadow in the bed? Like, that's how I talk to myself. You know what I mean? As if I were forcing <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman to... I don't know if you've seen the movie or not. Um, <laughs> no, but I can picture it. I think South Park did a parody of it. Um, they had Cartman being as Philip Seymour Hoffman. But, like, Google the scene. If anyone's seen the movie, that's how I edit my photos. Obviously, I don't kill people in the process. But um, it was a fine for Philip. That's all I'll say. But uh, I'm still shooting with my little X-T10. I love the camera because of the size. I hated the camera for a long time because, like I said, I just found myself fighting it. It would never do what I wanted it to do. Things would look different in the viewfinder than when I got to the computer. I never fully understood the relationship between like the aperture and the fucking shutter speed and ISO and I put myself in this really odd place of I think doing what's related to what you talked about before where people feel like they have to buy equipment to be good at photography it's this odd improper analogy that people create where I spent this much money of course I should be good at this thing I spent oh, yeah. $3,000 yeah. on camera equipment obviously I should be good at taking photos like no dude that's not how skill works <laughs> that's not that's not how learning works this is this isn't a college degree you can't just buy it and say you're a thing you know like it's an actual like skill you have to foster and create and i think for a long time i just kept fighting the necessity to pull myself back and say hey learn what the fuck this means learn what this means learn what the relationship is from this to this understand what you need stop trying to force the camera to work for you and really try to figure out how to work with the camera because yeah. of the two things in this scenario the camera and me camera's not going to change i'm the only one that's possible of changing <laughs> in, yeah in, in the scenario of using my camera um and you, you know what's so cool about these cameras too is that obviously <clears throat> in in the same vein you have to practice this to get better yeah. so i mean i wasn't it's harder for me to go out the door with a D750 and a couple lenses and just kind of like prance around town. Uh, it's harder for me to do that than it is to just walk out the door with these with this like tiny Fuji camera. Um, I mean, like it, it's so nice. That, that, that's one of the other main reasons why I love my my XT10. It's so small. Yeah, it's such a small camera. I don't want, I didn't want a big camera with the big like, like lights and a whole big studio set up. And like, I just didn't, this is not my thing. Like I like really I small got that stuff. stuff. 
<laughs> I got some of that stuff. I got, I got a, I think you have one too. Didn't you get one of those like product photography boxes? I do, but it's very small. Portable studios. Yeah. 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 It's a little, I it's like a, it's like a little box. Every photo I've been taking over the past two weeks has been in that box. Except oh, so you use it. I've been using it because <laughs> I learned how to use it. I didn't, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like I learned how to use the stuff I had as opposed yeah. to trying to make my stuff change. I realized I had to change, you know, <laughs> I got one. Actually, it was more for, it was more for my wife. Mm. Uh, but and she, she said, Oh, you could use it too. I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I think I tried it once and I hated it, but, um, every, yeah, maybe I should learn how to use it. Every photo except, uh, I have a Slava big, I have a Slava medical photo on a notebook and I have a Raketa big zero photo on a, a black book with um, gold gilding. Every mm-hmm. one of the photos except those two has been in my little, my little cube. And I'm really just trying to understand how to use it. So that would be honestly the first piece of advice that I would share to someone. If you wanted to improve or at least be happier with the photos you take of your watches, whether it's for your own personal satisfaction or your fucking Instagram feed or something like that, understand your equipment's never going to change how it works. If you feel like you're struggling or fighting against the camera, like I have been for a long time, you have to kind of readjust how you're approaching it, you know? (laughs) Um, If I'm using a kitchen knife and I'm cutting up some vegetables... I'm not going to try and use the back of the knife, which isn't sharp at all, and then get super pissed off when things aren't cutting the way that... Of course it's not going to cut, dickhead. You're using the wrong side of the knife. (laughs) Use the knife the way it's supposed to be used. You know what I mean? Use the camera the way it's supposed to be used. So that's that's what I'll share about that. Also, in regards to gear and equipment, get a fucking tripod. Like... I don't use a tripod ever. Oh my god, Michael, we are entirely different photographers. It's infuriating. I, I have to have, have a tripod. Am- <laughs> I, I have an Amazon Basics, and I, I lost the top. Oh I lost the god. little part that clipped that you screwed to the bottom of your camera. Yes. So it's just it's just like a doorstop now. Buy buy a tripod, goddammit. <laughs> I like I said for, okay, so okay, you don't have to buy a tripod. Um I have a tripod because like I was saying before, I have to exercise a level of control over not just the photo that's occurring, but the situation which I'm shooting in. And I just, I just can't hold the camera and also, you know, my reflector board and my fucking lights and like move around. I just can't. So I just have to. And plus I get a lot more freedom with like my shutter speed because I don't have to worry about motion blur. Um, Motion blur is basically, for anyone that doesn't know, is what occurs when your shutter speed is so basically slow that your image might be in focus, but if you're just freehanding it, the actual natural yeah. movement of your hands causes it to look out of focus. Um, because, yeah, that'll you know, happen with loom shots especially. Oh, yeah. Because you change, you change the speed. That That's when I do use a tripod. Yeah. Uh, I, I Very rarely do I try to freehand a, a loom shot. Nice. Um, one last thing I'll say before we can get to some other, I guess, like things get, if you were like me, anyone else in the room that has some kind of like, like, like clinical issue mentally and just needs to exercise a healthy level of control over the photography. If you're like me, get some kind of app where you can properly edit your photos. Don't try to act like 
like a Byron-esque hero where I just walk into a room and snap a shot and throw... I mean, I'm not... I know Michael does that, but Michael's different. Michael, Michael's cool enough to do that. The rest of us are not cool enough to do that. Okay? I use Lightroom. Okay, Michael uses Lightroom. That's fine. <laughs> Michael's in the club. You, <laughs> you need... You need something to post-process photos. Whether yeah. it's an app on your phone that's like free or something like that. I use Lightroom and I'll tell you why I use Lightroom. No matter what I do, Michael, listen to me. No matter what the fuck I do, there's always something yellow or orange in my photos. Yes. And I hate it. I yes. do not photograph anything fucking yellow or orange. <laughs> Unless I do, and then I take it out and then put it back in with the little brush tool with my saturation turned all the way up. You know what I mean? But yep. otherwise, it just, you, it's, just, it's nice being able to take out certain colors Maybe highlight other colors, especially if you were fighting with the uh, with your room. Also, understand nothing is properly white. Nothing in reality is properly white. No, no. But if you want <clears throat> it to be white, you have to make it white in post processing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, if you're shooting by a window, you're probably gonna look like it's fucking blue because your window Super is. Blue. You know what I mean. Um, if your walls are fucking green like mine, everything's going to look kind of green. <laughs> you know? So just having the technology along with the knowledge of how to use your equipment, and I know we're spending a lot of time on that, but I just want to emphasize because I've spoken to a lot of folks because I've been, I've been I've been busting my ass on my photos lately and every now and then like people will reach out let them know like, you just got to know how to use the camera, man. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, the camera's never going to adjust to you. That's just not, it's a toxic relationship. The camera's never yeah. going to change. Only you have to change, you know. Mm. Ah, what else did I write here? Uh, quick tips. It's always better to have more light than less light is what I've learned, especially if you're post-processing. Um, nothing looks weirder than you trying to increase exposure to an unnatural amount in post-processing. So always have more light than less light. That said, I know, Michael, you just use the light of your eyes and your kitchen window or whatever, but, like, I have, um, I have a light. <laughs> the beautiful glint in your eyes. I have a light I purchased <laughs> recently. It's an Aputure. I don't fucking know. I bought it on Amazon. It's fucking tiny, and it's super bright, and I love it. All the photos I've taken over the past two weeks um, have been with this light. I paid 150 bucks for it. It charges with a USB cord. It's perfect. It's heavy. It's really well made. It's fucking metal. It's not made of like recycled toothbrushes or whatever the fuck. Uh, I love it. It's really, 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 really cool. And it can control the, the actual temperature of the light. If I need to, if it's a super fucking blue day for some reason, I can turn up the warmth on the light and get more orange out of it to balance it. If it's, um, if it's the opposite, you know, and if I need to get more of a cooler temperature in there, I can also adjust that. It's a really, really, really cool light. Um, that's kind of cool. I might I might need something like that because there are like, some yeah there there are some days up here where it's just it's not happening with the <clears throat> with the natural light yeah and so I just don't take a photo or it ends up looking I do have I you know, I I I do the dimly lit room thing mm-hmm. um I don't know I just started doing it because I did it once and I was like oh this is kind of fun um. But sometimes it's very dark. <laughs> sometimes it looks like the Babadook is uh, in the corner somewhere, just waiting to pounce. Just waiting, man. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I'm considering getting a second small light source, uh, or at least just a stand for my light, because I'm freehand holding my light. <laughs> like, but it's really nice because... It probably looks like you're conjuring spirits. It looks like I'm casting a spell, is basically also what it feels like. So I have my stupid little, my white cube, and what I do is I have the camera on a tripod, and I have everything spaced out properly. I have the composition where kind of where I want it to be. And then I'll hold the light and I'll just kind of move it around the cube until I get uh, a look that I like. And when I get a right. look that I like, I, I, you know, I hit the button on the camera. I have also, to combat motion blur, put, um, put a timer on your actual capture. So... Because when you hit the button, your camera might still move even with the even with the tripod. So I hit the button and I have a two second delay on there, and I hold the light with my I'm still holding the light with my hand, and then yeah. uh, and then it takes the picture. <laughs> well, that's cool because you're not holding the camera and you're not pushing the button, and you basically just have the light in your hand. At I'm that just point. it's me just holding the light with my hand. Yeah, that's funny, <laughs> dude. We're I so we're totally different, <laughs> dude. Sometimes. So we we do these we do these daily risk check things on the Slack, mm-hmm. which are really fun. Um, <laughs> and as the community grows, it's it's cool to see what everybody has. Really cool. Watches. But um, sometimes I I don't like to. Some sometimes I'll do it. Um, I'll reuse that photo for Instagram because mm-hmm. if it's good, I'll, I'll think to myself, okay, uh, I'll I'll use that for Instagram today. But a lot of times I just I finish my coffee. I go upstairs. Um, I'm covered in cables, uh, <laughs> just turning on my work computer and, you know, I'll, I'll just take like a shot, like sitting in my office chair. That's why you might see like a guitar in the background or just carpet or like a, <laughs> a keyboard. Um, yeah, it's, I really don't do much. Maybe I should try harder. I, I, don't know. I, I approach photography in the same way as if I were trying to cast a mojo spell to get lucky that night. I gotta make sure the lights are just right. I have to get my chair and the feng shui right over here. I can't ruin anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel like there's literally an ambiance that I have to create even before I start trying to get my photo ready. I did try something a little bit different. Did you see this Black Bay GMT photo, the last one on our feed? This was actually really cool. That was a little different from what I usually do do so yeah. i i think i think if i'm just not super lazy in the morning <laughs> and is, this I try your, something later, is this your dining table what is this this is a coffee table in like the i guess you can call it a family room nice um yeah i and i i have two windows on either side and <laughs> This is really funny. You use a box and a light, and I'm running in between windows, pulling and pushing up the uh, the, the blinds. <laughs> so I'm basically just making things harder for myself. <laughs> Dude, I, I, the thing is, the past couple of weeks, I've been shooting at night, so it's dark outside. That's uh, the type yeah. of relationship I have with the sun right now. I am fucking done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's hard. It's, that's not, hard. it's not done me any favors. And so literally, if I can shoot in the dark with my own light... I'm now exerting more control over the situation. I do get some really, I, I will be honest, I do get some really nice overcast here. Mm, you're lucky. And so some some photos back 2019, like when we can still be outside doing things, um, 
I did say, take some photos that I was really proud of outside. So yeah, it, it sucks when you're relying on just the sun and it's not cooperating. Mm. <clears throat> uh, too funny. Oh man, this is so much fun. Uh, what else here? Ba -ba 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 -ba. The one thing I'll share, and then we can use this to transition into talking maybe about um, Instagram people? stuff. I guess people, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is something that I kind of have picked up just by looking at some of the accounts, which I'll mention, who I think are doing incredible jobs of just really highlighting what I love about wash photography. I think people try to get like dials and watches without any glare or looking perfect or anything your watch crystal needs some glare in it yeah you because otherwise it just looks flat and static like watch i kind of like it i like i like to get some of the glare in there it it makes it look more like the watch does in real life look at this um look at the uh, the latest uh orient christmas chrono photo i put up so I, I'm I'm very happy with uh, with how this thing turned out. Um, mm -hmm. A few months yeah, just ago, like that. A few months ago, I would have fucking hated it because of all all the glare. Like I can't see the dial, but like no, I can I can see the dial. I can see everything. It the glare creates an appropriate amount of just depth because you can actually see the shadows. It actually creates the texture. So that thing, that feeling you get when you look at your watch just naturally on your wrist. By checking the time and you feel like this swoon of like huh i love my watch it's probably because it's in really nice dynamic lighting and you have some kind of cool glare on there you know what i mean that's what i tried to do with the first the first halios um fairwind photo that i took it's like a little while back it's uh, it's in like on top of a where it's a wrist shop you can see my keyboard uh musical keyboard in the back oh is it the um, is it some... the is it the one next to Catterday? Next to Catterday, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Some little crystal glare. I, I like. I've also been liking. I've been liking dirtier watch photos too. Mm -hmm. I, I I work less to take stuff out if there's some dust, if there are scratches and stuff like that. I, I'll I'll just leave it. Nice. Um, some of my recent Doxa photos, you can really see what that thing's been going through. Um, but. Also, you know, I don't know if this bugs you, but it, mm. I, I don't like it when a watch photo doesn't have enough context. Um, so you'll see these wrist shots that are super zoomed in, and it's just like, yes. It's it's a facet of composition, which I've yeah. really been racking my head on because you, so when you thinking, when you, when you start thinking about composition, you inevitably fall into the the fucking bog that anyone that tries to do something creative falls into. What story do I want to tell? What's yeah. the context of my photo? What does, you know what I mean? Like, and that's fucking hard. Yeah. It, inevitably you will either not worry about it at all and just do bare background wrist shots or just things that are super zoomed in, or you'll copy other people's style or you'll try to do your own thing and it'll just be kind of like weird and you'll never like it. But the important thing is just to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like try to put some kind of context in your watch photos. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to be a story in the traditional sense. So a really, a really, a really common one is um, the uh, composition of 
fucking people doing wrist shots in their car with the steering wheel in the background. Like, oh, I'm going right. to wear my fucking, my fucking dick mill with my Ferrari logo in the back. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a very, like, trite composition, but... Sure. Composition. You know what I mean? So, there's that, where there's actual, like, oh, I can tell this person's in their car, in their Ferrari, and they're doing a wrist shot. What I've been actually experimenting with off and on with some of these photos, some of my comps have been pretty heavy-handed, like this this disgusting, ugly photo that I'll never... God, I want to eradicate this big zero photo from the earth on the books. I fucking hate this photo, how it came out. Okay. Michael. I like it. It's really bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. yellow and it's grainy. It's really bad. It's next to your very nice tutor shot on your, on your family table. You know what I mean? Um, the comp in there is pretty heavy-handed. The ones that I've really enjoyed actually are that um, Christmas chrono photo I took. There's um, the Grand Seiko um, uh, quartz chrono uh, photo I took with the two uh, blue and green owls. There's a Seamaster photo I took. There's no narrative compositions in here, but there's textural ones, which I really yeah. have been enjoying a lot. Um, and and I, I, don't, I don't even think it has to be narrative in 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 many cases i think even just pulling back a little bit like showing more of your environment you know more of what maybe even your dare i say your outfit looks like um we're we're, uh, that's kind of sticky territory but um yeah i I, i've also tried to and i think i might just be conspiratorial but i think instagram doesn't like this Mm. but i i also try shooting and editing uh, only in sixteen nine and posting sixteen nine. Hates it. Um, I don't think Instagram likes that. I totally. But hate I like it. the yeah. I like the more kind of cinematic look. Um, but those photos do worse. I notice. Yeah, Instagram hates it. Instagram hates it, and I think it's also harder for users, depending on their screen size, to see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's yeah. But that's actually really good advice with watch photos. Like, try to really, and it's gonna suck at first, and it's gonna feel weird, and you're gonna feel fucking lame. But it's really worth it in the end. Try to figure out how you want to create a context in a in a photo. Like, what sort of story or mood? Don't even think of the story. Think of it as mood. What kind of mood yeah. do you want to put in the shot? You know. Um, I have a I have a Seiko SNK shot here with some books. One of them one of them is this Franny and Zoe book. I fucking hate this photo. It's all stupid and gross looking. Um, the one yeah, the ones that I've liked the most are the ones that don't really have like narrative context. You know, like the Seamaster yeah. photo. I love the Seamaster photo between the one with the what it is to burn and your tutor was shot. See this one. Oh yeah, with this like wood grain <laughs> in the background on the Seamaster shot, I lo- I'm very happy with how this one came out. It's kind of boring, but I just like the grain of the wood in the back and how it's directional mm-hmm. with the corners and then the actual shot. I have a little bit of the lens or, or the crystal glare in here, and it's just uh, overall, I was I was happy with it. Um, nice. I like this one with my orange star diver and the coffee cup tipped over. That was kind of fun. You know? It's fun, man. We're, and we're, I mean, I think, I think it's been how many years? I think we can say it now. We've gotten better. We have gotten better. Yeah, no, no, we've, we've totally gotten better. I, I, I think we've gotten we have. better. You know? It's kind of fascinating to just see, like, because this is, 
this is a daily exercise in many cases. It's just something that you every night you get up yeah. and you do. Every night after work, I try and take one photo. Yeah. I've been tired. I've been super pissy. Um, <laughs> but like, I just, I just, I just need to do it. And like, sometimes that's the other thing also that I think it's actually helpful for people to know. Sometimes you'll never be happy with the photo, but if you yeah. have put this thing on you where you're like, I need to post this, I need to add this to my website. I need to do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Just do it. Even if you hate it. Cause otherwise you're going to drive yourself insane. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, let's see here. God, I love, I love this Grand Seiko photo with the owls on like the white paper and junk. Props are fun. So cool. Uh, let's do this. What? How much time do we have, Michael? Would you like to talk about some interesting Instagram accounts that we've been enjoying lately? I have a couple. I have a couple. Yeah. You go first. Who do you got? Um, I want to start with someone who is actually very different from what I do, but is just a very pleasurable feed um two people actually in this kind of category okay um first one is i think i'm sorry if i'm messing up your name um luke albert oh he's he's totally one of mine too you stole one of mine really yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh i I love i I love the shots he puts out so let's talk about this everything with an iphone 10 I, I, I was just kind of going through different, I did not um, even realize that you're right he says that's great <laughs> everything everything is iPhone 10 epic G-Shock photos some really quirky G-Shock stuff that you might have like never seen before what is this old Mr. G I thought every Mr. G looked like something Mr. T would wear <laughs> Mr. Um, T <laughs> it's really really cool you, you want to talk about like good um good moods and good context you know what I mean yeah. like I have a pretty good idea of what's going on in all these photos you know it's yeah really 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 cool and hardcore fortis appreciation there's a lot of fortis we, on here it looks I th- like i think we need i think we need more fortis appreciation in the yeah, world man. today <laughs> so cool um, luke albert or luca yeah luke albert so cool man yeah also another one um we've probably talked about him before uh but not because of photography but i really like flipper's diary um this this person i don't know might be uk based i'm not too sure um i'll send you is is he the one you. with all these synchron photos <laughs> yeah yeah so you'll see a lot of wild cwcs and um mostly like divers and stuff like that but um i don't know i it all kind of has this sort of unified feel to it, the entire feed. There's, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a set menu, you know what I mean? But yeah. like the feeling honestly still feels different in each photo. It's the same wrist shot, but yeah. each one feels pretty different. Flipper's Diary, how many fucking outfits do you have? Or how, <laughs> many, how many jackets do you own? Like, this is crazy, dude. I want to know how many CWCs this person has. I mean, he's got to have a, he's got to have. Well, a this is, but that's part of the flipper. So I think a lot of this stuff is flipped. Um, oh so, yeah, yeah. The life, the life of a watch flipper. All pictures taken by me. Feel free to repost, but don't forget to tag me. Cool. Uh, there's a website. I don't know. There was a website, flippersdiary.com. 
Just got a plug. Got a plug, dude. Mr. Mr. Flipper. That's so cool. <laughs> this is a good one. This is actually like an interesting one because I wouldn't necessarily think of this as quote-unquote watch photography, but there's a way in which this person operates and shoots their photos, which they found works for them, and they've reproduced it at a point where it every photo in here still feels really fresh. But it's a set venue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, that, that one is like... I, I don't really kind of like scroll through social anymore unless we're on, on the TBWS account. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times with the watch stuff, you get just constantly smacked in the face with these hyper like manicured photos that are like really staged and corporate and stuff and just like really good literally talking about my photos right now (laughs) no 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 but but sometimes sometimes you want something a little more punk rock of course like that's what that was why i chose um, uh, 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 um, luke albert on mine because everyone i'm gonna go through is like not not like that my uh, my others are are, yeah not like that either my others are (laughs) You can tell these are photography people. <laughs> too funny. Uh, uh, should I? So you share two. Should I share two? Yeah. Yeah. One who I think is literally going to exemplify what we just talked about right now, or like what you just talked about right now. But I, there's something very enrapturing, like like just like enrapturing about these photos. It's a uh, weight listed. Weight. Oh, I think I've seen this. These are gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen these. The context of these photos is basically, hey, here's a beautiful fucking watch. But the photos are still very interesting because what he does in a lot of them is he actually tries to capture the watches either at an angle or a perspective or the watch movement at an angle or perspective, which it's clear what you're looking at. I'm looking at a watch, but it's not boring. It's actually really, really engrossing. That's, That's the sense that I get, like... Like, look at some of these movement shots, dude. <laughs> it's like, you're in there. You're in the... I live in this watch now. This is my home. I rest yeah. my cup here. You know what I mean? Um, very simple photos. There's no elaborate staging. What's happening here is an execution of basically camera skill and just mm-hmm. letting the watch speak for itself, but maybe in a way you wouldn't have necessarily thought of or seen before so i and just got a long a long movement really does speak for itself i mean look at this this thing is <laughs> it's like it's like that scene in inception when like the town with like, the city was being formed like that's what yeah there are also some nice fucking watches um oh yeah on this, on this feed can we talk you about you that? don't see these watches you don't see these watches on yeah our feed. he's not shooting timexes let's just <laughs> let's just say that um but if you were looking for an example of maybe if you didn't want to do heavily composition stuff or if you wanted to maybe just do watch shots that focused on a watch, check out Waitlisted. Really, really cool photos. I really enjoy these a lot. Uh, let's see. Who else do I got out of here? Ah, here's a good one. <laughs> the very disgustingly named and actually the account that made me sort of that kind of revitalized my need to be more expressive with my watch photos michael have you seen bowl of salmon bowl of salmon disgusting uh, name now i'm taking a look now uh found it oh i've i've seen this as well 
I'm not gonna judge the name choice. That's that's fine. I don't know what Her the fuck is... it's a reference to. I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very cool. I like this a lot. I don't know how you people make watches float like this, but right? How does that, how does that happen? Which photo are you talking about? All of them. They're they're like. How is this? So I actually uh, did this kind of on my Seamaster photo. I just cropped yes. it in so tight, so you can't tell. I got this tip from him in watching his video on YouTube. He sticks a champagne cork. Oh in there. man, that's so funny. Yeah, like look at that's, this one. That's punk rock, if you ask me. <laughs> this one, this watch is floating. Let I just see. slacked you a photo. Um, oh, okay. Let me go to Slack. That's a floating watch. Yeah, he's probably got it. He's probably got it on like, like a <laughs> something really so tall. Funny. He's got it on something really, really tall, and he has his um his his uh, depth of field super tight on that watch. Yeah. So everything in the back is just is blurred out. So it was stuff like that. I saw that, and I'm like. How the fuck do you do? Like, I want to do that. And he actually has a really cool, like, video, like, behind-the-scenes video of him prepping a shot. And it's really, really cool, actually. Um, But this feed was one of the first ones I saw recently where I was like, this person is exercising a level of control. Not as neurotic as mine, but a level of control over the photos that I would also love to do. And what I love about these photos a lot um, we kind of, I think about them a little bit differently than he does, but he has very nice, um, right angles and lines in most of these photos, the way a lot of his props are arranged in relation to the watch, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, a good example is, do you see this photo on his feed? It's the seventh one. It's the Tudor black bay in like a wooden box. And there's those like, I think, I think those are like Nespresso cups or whatever. You know what I mean? Let me see the seventh one in his. It's after the photo of three watches. It's on like a brown leather strap. It's Tudor, Tudor, Hodor. Oh, it's not a, it's not a GMT, right? Oh, okay. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Yep. I like this. This is cool. I mean, his lines are each pointing to the corners of the, of the photo. So there's symmetry in that, but then you get a lot of this kind of mixed up symmetry in the corners with all the K-cups sort of just thrown all over the place. It's just, it connected with me on a way where I'm like, okay, fuck, this is the sort of thing I would like to use and express myself with when I take watch photos. And so really, um, just putting it out there to this count in particular, this is the one that kind of over the past couple of weeks has really pushed me to want to try and pull more out from these photos you know yeah but these are super manicured these are not like but like that's yeah but that's how he's making the watch float in a lot of these it's a it's a champagne cork it's so bad they're they're manicured but it's not it's not like the last guy not like i mean that was that was like magazine stuff oh the waitlisted guy yeah that was like that naughty was magazine stuff <laughs> <laughs> like that dude is like shooting russian models on the weekend Probably. <laughs> He's going to write back like, no, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I live in my parents' basement and I'm shooting on my iPhone 10. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, man. Whose watches Damn. are you shooting? <laughs> right? I got to move back home. I'm using a disposable camera. <laughs> Faxing the photos to myself. I'm using a disposable camera from 1988 that I bought my family at the Disney World. We only took two photos on it and I have 18 more. And so that's just what I've been using for the past 25 years. Like, what? How? How do you get those After online? That. After that, I think I'll stop. I think I'll just stop after that. 
that's some that's some gangster shit right there. After this, I'm done. <laughs> Once this is supposed to okay. <laughs> it's empty, I'm done with photos. Oh uh, man, that's two of mine. What about uh what two what about two of yours? So I first of all, I, I might have talked about one or two of these people before. Okay. But they've remained influential, I think, for me. I I kind of have become the uh, generic grocery brand of a lot of these types of photos. Um, <laughs> okay. So like, I'll I'll imitate very poorly. Um, but one of them, I think the username is supposed to be Lars Eric, but the S is a five, so it's like L A R five Eric. I'll oh, just. Oh uh, yeah! Hell yeah! These are awesome. I know these. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the 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 dark background kind of stuff. Oh, the yeah. added the added context. This this is much more of that narrative uh that we were talking about where okay, you might see a lot of these different props, maybe a piece of clothing or a cool accessory. Um so this is one and it, it's kind of got this this sort of hazy wash to all the photos. Um, people call it moody. I don't know. Maybe I should look that up and see what it takes to make those type of photos. Um, another another person. By the way, I think all these people are in Scotland. I could be wrong. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think these three people are not in the U.S. But That's fine. Um, the other one is just the watch dude too. And if oh, I yeah. can, if I can find a photo, um, because we were talking about the way pulled back kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it wasn't him. Yeah, the these these photos are just like phenomenal, and and they add they add the kind of context I think that would would have actually saved me a lot of poor purchases. So like if you take the if you take the the Batman GMT, for example, and somebody like this person pulled back and showed that watch with one of my dumb outfits, um, I would have figured out, oh, that doesn't work with my whole vibe. That, right. that watch just is going to clash with everything that I am. Um, and there's some cool stuff here, like the watch dude. There's a really, I love this photo because um, there there's some stuff in here which can feel very, you know, like man of the world kind of deal. Oh, but baby bug. I love, I love this one. You know, he's, he's feeding a baby with an SKX on wrist and it's really pulled back. And the watch is just not, it's not the photo. It's just part of the photo. It's, this isn't a photo of a watch. You know what I mean? This is like a yeah. really cool uh, photo that a watch account put out. This is really nice. Yeah. So I dig that kind of stuff. This is cool. This is a good one. What I love also is his complete aversion to using standard Instagram crops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, you know, I haven't looked that into it to like, um, you know, really, really nail that formula. Like I said, I, I like things to look. I like the sixteen nine look. I like that cinematic look. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's achieving something very similarly. I just. Um, you know, Instagram doesn't like it when you do that. <laughs> Fucking Instagram. That's cool. This is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. Just writing. I'm just making sure to write down 
everything. Welch, dude. Ba, 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 ba. All right, let's see. My turn. My shoes in two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stick it. Let's let's stick with the moody mood. <laughs> the moody mood. Uh, have you seen Moody Dials? <laughs> moody Dials. Let's let's search for that. Moody Dials. It's a bearded guy. Bearded oh yeah, guy. yeah. Look at this. Yes. These are very similar, I, I guess, in sort of lighting style to what you what we've seen before, but these are definitely like there's a lot more almost like movement or energy going on here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's really really interesting that's happened. Um, what, what's uh, what's definitely happening here? So I like this feed a lot because what I've noticed is just with this, I get a lot of non-standard poses for the watches like. I see the watch here in certain views. I don't really see it anywhere else. Like, obviously, he's got, like, the regular, like, totally on the face ones. But every now and then, there are certain angles or intentionally, it's like some things are dimly lit, but in an interesting way. So this is very yeah. much in the same vein um, as some of the other folks we've been talking about. But this is another one that I've been following and just really, really, really enjoying. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really, really cool. I wish I was good at stuff. This is awesome. We'll get better. Th yeah, these bro. types, these types of accounts just make me want better, like clothes. Like I need more <laughs> nice wooden tables around. I need my better house shit to like... shoot photos around. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. Who else do we got here? Oh, maybe let's see. There's this one. Uh... This is a good one, very much in the similar vein as Moody Dials. Have you seen M Attic eighty one? Michael Attic? No, what is it? M A D what? Dot A D C O C K. Oh, Adcock. Mike M Adcock eighty one. A D C A D C O C M dot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Yep. Look at this. Everyone's doing this way better than I do. Look at that. <laughs> we need more props, dude. We need more. We let's let's create a slush fund in TBWS just to funnel money into buying more props for photos. What do you this think? This watch is on a on a wooden box that says ball bearings. Uh, where do I find that? Here's like an old timey camera. A weave basket yeah where yeah can we talk about that where are all these watch photographers finding old-timey cameras as photo props where, where are these <laughs> coming from have you, have you noticed that we're gonna get so many responses they're like bro just go to goodwill bro, like, go to dude, goodwill, bro. the only time i always go to goodwill thinking i'm gonna have this life-changing moment where i find i don't know like a, a 51 no caster original <laughs> just like just find old batteries old batteries <laughs> dude i th there was there was a goodwill um that we went to last weekend right i shit you not there was there was a pallet of barbasol like shaving cream <laughs> somebody had that at some point i was like hey can i leave it here there's a lot of shaving cream <laughs> listen i bought way too much that i need <laughs> i just had it like in the back <laughs> oh that's fucking great god damn it 
Oh, man, we're, we're running up on time. Michael Adcock. Yeah, fun. Oh, shit. Um, okay, I have one, two. I have two, oh, three left. Shit. Fire round. You want to just, yeah, should we shoot? Uh, here, I just went, you go. What are yours? Oh, no, I'm, I'm done. Those oh, are you're all done. Mine. Bam, let's do this. Um, one that I have, just to switch it up here, is, I love his photos, You're Terrific, and then the number one. All one yes. word. Have you seen his? Yes, he's he's uh, he's up here. Um, also, fantastic video reviews. Um, oh yeah, that's really, right. He's got a YouTube channel. Really casual. Always picks the great music. I think he's a Tycho fan. I'm down. These with are that. nice. These are excellent watch photos. If you aren't into the whole moody, I live in some sort of dark, atmospheric place surrounded by vintage items that exist only. For and he photos. does. He's he's in Portland, I think. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Portland. But these these photos are incredibly nice for their approachable, almost casualness, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Super not man of the worldly, but these are some nice fucking watches. No. Oh, yeah. Wish yeah. I had nice stuff. I, I'm literally wearing a Grand Seiko. Shame on you, Cass, for fucking saying that. <laughs> you do have Piece nice of stuff. shit. I have nice things. <laughs> what a terrible thing for me to say. All right, your terrific is one. Uh, blasting through here. Ooh, I'm going to fuck this one up. Uh... Eulinson? Gulens? Gulens? Motherfuck. G U L E N I. Come on, autocorrect. There we go. Gulenissen. I am so. Glockenspiel. I'm so motherfucking sorry for butchering your name. Um, (laughs) Good sir. These are a lot of fun because it actually captures a lot of that interesting textural minimalist moody style. But a lot of these photos are almost overexposed mm. you know what i mean i love this person norway oh is that what i they love are? the i love the uh i like the john mayer g-shock with the john mayer strat oh shit where's that at that's uh this one right here let's see very cool nice that's cool this is this is another good one I've really um I've really really been enjoying. The photo that brought me here initially was he's got a really cool photo of um Grand Seiko Sp- uh, Spring Drive, an older Grand Seiko model with like a leather glove on and like a sweater, and it's just like ugh, I wish I was glove and sweater cool, but I'm also Could not. Could you imagine us wearing driving gloves? Driving my fucking Subaru. I mean, yeah, I guess. I or, guess or, I could. or the the other vehicle that you're considering. <laughs> of what my um the NEV. Yeah. <laughs> Little golf cart. That's a driving gloves watch. The driving the situation. Uh, the it's outside. <laughs> I might need some grip, right? Maxing out 25 mph. Uh, last account I would like to highlight is an account called very simply Watch Studies plural Watch studies okay i found it these are very cool these are kind of in this similar sort of dark atmospheric-ness but they're not as aggressive these are very kind of magazine-y they're not so much prop heavy which i like there's some props obviously but they're not man of the world prop heavy you know what i'm saying like this is a really cool middle ground between Really nice lighting, but also appropriate like moodiness and just really keeping things focused on the um, on the watch. Yeah, 
this is like a mix between Lars Eric and I think the Gulen Julenison Julenson. If we, oh I mean, no, it's got, and it's, we both did it. It's it's got to be Julenson. That's my guess. If he's if we you said uh, you said Norway. Yeah, Julenson. I'm, I'm guessing Julenson. We are so fucking sorry for ruining your name. Um, one hundred percent. You have every right to ruin our names now. Um, that, that was everyone. Huge shout outs and thank you to um, all the feeds that we mentioned for honestly just putting out photos that not only we love, but I mean, really just ha have inspired us, or at least me. Like, I have felt just incredibly inspired to just get more out of my camera and what I want out of my camera through seeing some of these photos. So huge shout outs in no particular order to Whitelisted, Your Terrific One, Watch Studies, Luke Albert, mm, there it is again, Gulenson, uh, M.Adcock81, Bowl of Salmon, ugh, Moody Dials, Flippers Diaries, Lars Eric, Lars with the five, and The Watch Dude 2. Did I miss anyone? I think we got it. Michael, huge shout out and thank you to you for sticking with me all these years. Huge shout out to you. You are <laughs> you are a fine man. You are the wind beneath my wings, Michael. One day the you'll Ruth. see that. <laughs> the Ruth to my Boaz. The <laughs> <coughs> Let's do this. This has been a lot of fun. We really hope everyone's enjoyed this episode of Watch Photography, just talking all things gear and stuff like that. We actually didn't get to complain about Instagram as much as I kind of wanted to, but that's all good. Either way, if you're on Instagram, please go and follow us. You can actually sign up for notifications when we post because newsflash, Instagram actually will not tell you when we post a photo, even if you follow us. It's all a part of their algorithm to basically force us to buy ads, which don't work because you hate seeing ads on Instagram. So it just doesn't make sense for us to put our photos there. So Go and check us out on Instagram <clears throat> and um, sign up to like receive notifications from us. They make it pretty, I think, easy on there now. Or if not, Google it. Uh, you'll figure it out. Um, in addition to that, let us know if you have any questions on our gear. Like I said, we're not gearheads. We don't really, like, there's probably much smarter people you can ask about gear. Um, but if you're curious, we can render a somewhat informed opinion. Right, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> get, a, get everyone buy a fucking tripod. That's just, if, if anyone leaves with anything, buy a tripod, <laughs> learn how to use your camera. Boom. That's it. That's just, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Please, thank you, every, thank you everyone for checking out the site, tubeofwashknobs.com. Um, really hope you've enjoyed episode, two, episode 210. Let us know your thoughts on uh, the show on the website, tubeofwashknobs.com, or on the Instagram feed. I'm probably going to post a story segment, just something watch photography specific. I don't really know. I'll figure it out. But either way, Michael... Is it that sad time? It's that sad time. That was Kaz on half speed. Uh, my name is Mike. <laughs> this is Kaz on half speed, apparently. You have been listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. Later.